Production.net. From the Jet Rose Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Won't be long. Monday nights, we'll be actually hearing that tune live mm-hmm. as we inch our way toward the NFL season. College gets here before that. Frank Schwab covers the NFL as well as sports wagering at yahoosports.com. His countdown of his top 32 teams is underway. Up to 20 today, you Dolphins fans. Check that one out. Vikings, uh, yours have been posted within the last couple of days as well. Frank Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on, Frank Schwab. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, I want to start, first of all, get to the NFL and sports wagering in a minute, but you're a a graduate of a Big Ten school, Wisconsin, and uh, just get your take on uh, on the Big Ten adding UCLA and USC. Uh, Obviously, the L.A. market, second biggest, uh, comes comes with it. As a Big Ten alum, do you like it? Oh, hate it. Absolutely. Could not hate it anymore, and it's... It's one of those things that's just pushing me further away from enjoying college football. I'm always going to love college basketball. Love, I just, tournament, whatever. I, I, I can't quit college basketball, but I'll tell you what. College football has gotten just so greedy, and I don't know of another sport that actively tells their fans, we don't care about what you and what you want. That's the downside. Does anybody really want this? Like, this? To me, the Big Ten, look, Nebraska made sense. Nebraska, okay, just everything fit about Nebraska. I think we'd all agree on that. All the Iowa fans there, all my Wisconsin fans, all that. And then Rutgers and Maryland was like, no, this this doesn't work. This is dumb. And then you add UCLA and USC. What? What? What are we even doing here? And why? You're 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 killing the Pac-12, which I like as a, just as a sports fan, not uh, nothing to do with the Big 12, Ten. And it doesn't fit in any single way. We're just trying to turn this into what a pro league? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. And it's all it, the only thing. The only thing driving this is money. Like, and there's got to just be more to it than that. And especially for a sport that rails and rails and rails against paying players anything for for the sport itself and these schools and these conferences to just have this unending greed that I, I just it just turns me off completely to the sport I, I don't like it I don't look will it be fun when USC plays at Wisconsin sure yeah I'll watch like I'm not gonna say that but just as an overall big picture, 20,000-foot look at everything that's happening in college sports, I don't like any of it. I think it's, it's just bad. It's just that there's all this, college football is about regions. It's about, you know, yeah, you, you're going to see some cool non-conference stuff, and, and that's what the bowl games are for, too. But it boils down to, I want to see Wisconsin and Iowa on a Saturday. I don't really want to see Wisconsin and Maryland. That doesn't do anything for me. UCLA, Iowa, does anybody really care about that? No, you're setting us up for this handful of games that we all know, you know, USC, Ohio State, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay, those, those handful of games are great, and they're going to draw some TV ratings, but the fiber of the sport is 
we live with, you know, we, we, we have this common bond from, we're Midwest people. We live with each other. We give each other a hard time when our team wins mm-hmm. the, this football game or that basketball game. And that's just being eroded. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to look up one day, and we're going to see, uh, okay, Wisconsin is in a league game against Oregon State. Like, well, what are we even doing here? This is just dumb. I hate it. And it's all fueled by nothing but money and greed at the same time the sport is telling us there's absolutely no money to be paid for players. And I, it just completely is awful. And I, I know that was a longer rant than you expected, but I've been, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me about this. <laughs> we we opened the you, door yeah. and you just walked right on through it, Frank Schwab. You know, Frank, uh, here's a question for you, kind of merging our two conversations together. We know there is no czar of college football. What would happen if the NFL didn't have a commissioner? It was just 32 owners and then the player side trying to figure it out. How ugly would that sport be? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, we have seen time after time after time and time again. I'm to the point now where I'm like, I don't know that I'd trust these NFL owners to take my Starbucks Uh order. Like, I I don't – there are so many of these guys that just like, well, you really stumbled into your money, didn't you? So, uh, yeah, and and that's true. There's just no – and just the setup, the way the the sport is set up in college college football especially, there there is no leadership. There's no one guy. Like, even Mark Emmert was kind of toothless. Like, you can't do anything about this. There's no – you know, if you put – I don't know, Adam Silver, who's a really, really, really sharp guy. You put him in charge of college football. I just don't think this stuff would be happening. I think that he'd be able to see the bigger picture and say, look, yeah, okay, we, we might get a, a ratings bump. We might we might draw a few million extra people for that Michigan-USC you know, USC game at, at LA Coliseum. But what are we doing to the sport? What are we doing to what, – what's the sport going to look like 20 years from now? And is that something that our fans are going to like? I mean, this is – of all, like, and maybe I'm just being stuck in the past, and, and and based on what I grew up with, and and liking the the regional rivalries. But to me, that's that's the absolute fabric of college sports. It is it is the conferences. It is beating your neighbor, having those rivalries. Me hating Minnesota when they they come to Camp Randall, whatever it is. And when, when once you start, okay, records means nothing to me. Nothing. I, I think it just, oh, you added the New York City market. What does that mean to me? I don't care. And you didn't add the New York City market anyway. No, nobody in New York City cares about Rutgers. But they think they can make an extra million dollars. Well, I don't see none of that. My ticket prices are going up. So, yeah, it just it's just ridiculous. But like you said, there's nobody there. I don't think there's any adult in the room to just say, look, what are we doing? Why are we chasing? Yeah, we're, we're, this is a short-term payment. Yeah, they, they probably are going to make a little bit more money. The Big Ten Network's probably going to have a little bit of a bump from being in L.A., but what's the cost? What's the long-term cost here to the sport? You can't put this toothpaste back in the tube, and I just worry that we're going to look up in ten years, five years, and say we just ruined the what college football, what make college football really special in the sporting landscape. Uh, Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com is our guest. Frank, let's uh, get to the NFL. I want to start with Baker Mayfield. I know I'm in the minority. I think that Carolina got. <laughs> they're not going to win the division, although they're ten to one. And I'm taking a look, <laughs> but look when Baker Mayfield gets through a season healthy, he's okay. He's he's not a top ten quarterback by any means. Better than Sam Darnold. Uh, I know that you had Carolina well down your list, mid twenties, if if memory serves. Did Baker Mayfield do anything to change your mind as to um, are they better than uh, are they better today than they were say a couple of days ago before this deal was completed? And I think you'd have to say yes. I mean, he's better than Darnold, but that doesn't mean he's good. Like, it just, 
it's it's hard for me to believe it. Look, I view it in this prism, and he could tell me I'm wrong, and many people have. But Cleveland Browns, who probably presumably fear that their quarterback is going to be gone all season, uh-huh. just paid ten point five million dollars and took a conditional fifth round draft pick two years down the road to get rid of Baker Mayfield. Isn't that a red flag to anybody? Mm-hmm. Isn't that alarming that the the Cleveland Browns are like, yes, we will pay ten point five million dollars so we can start Jacoby Brissett in a season we think we can make a playoffs. And that tells me there's something. And yes, the relationship had gone sideways, but if I'm the Cleveland Browns, if I really like Baker Mayfield and I thought he was a good quarterback, I would have said, look, Baker, you can sit out. You can, you can pass up $18 million this year. You can presumably just walk away from football right now, but we aren't trading you, and you're going to be our quarterback. Come on and play. That, that's your only option right now. But they didn't because I think that they know Baker Mayfield's not a very good quarterback. And he's, at very worst, he's flawed. And like you said, a, oh, he's, he's an okay option. He's better than Sam Darnold. I get all that. And this time, at least, unlike Darnold, the, the Panthers didn't pay much. Like, this is, this is an absolutely no-risk uh, deal, whatever. You give up a – even if that four, fifth becomes a fourth, who cares? That's fine. Uh, so I don't hate the deal for the Panthers, but I don't necessarily think it solves what they need to fix, and that's a quarterback issue. I think they just kind of got a little bit of an upgrade from, from Sam Darnold, which is, which is fine, but I, I don't think that really solidifies anything for them. And, again, it, it's alarming to me that the, the Cleveland Browns are like, no, we, we will pay eight figures to get rid of you this year when our quarterback is probably going to be gone all season. And that, that, to me, that is just telling me that uh, there's, things are, are a lot worse under the hood with Baker Mayfield than we probably want to admit. Well, going under the hood is always a dangerous aspect when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. He's got a new tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's as weird as that guy is. Regardless of that, though, we're not here to talk tattoos. We're going to talk about his gal? <laughs> we're not going to talk about that either. We're going to talk about what you expect to see. No Devontae Adams. Marcus Gandling, okay, he was a guy, and Aaron Rodgers made him probably who he was. But when you look at what they return, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, they got the new kid from North Dakota State. I mean, is this what? bottom quarter of the league, at least as it pertains right now to wide receivers and what he has to throw to. How big of an impact does that make to Aaron Rodgers in your mind? Yeah, and I think bottom, bottom quarter is fair. And you need to, I don't know, I've never understood it. It's almost like they're trying to make it hard on Aaron Rodgers. Like, and they're, just, they're just like, what degree of difficulty can we put in front of this guy and he still wins MVP awards? Well, <laughs> he, he won another one, so we need to trade Devontae Adams to make it harder. It just doesn't make sense to me why they've never invested in receiver, really. Like, they really haven't. If you look through the years, like, they've had plenty of opportunities to either spend money or draft picks on, on receivers. And I mean, even Devontae was a second-round pick. I worked out great. It was a grand slam pick. But, I mean, they've never really bought into this notion. And Especially, you look around the league, where's the money going right now? It's going to these elite receivers, uh, Tyreek and A.J. Brown and all them. The receiver is valuable, and they just don't see it that way. Now, if you're making an argument for how the Packers are going to be this year, you could say, look, they got a great defense. They really might have a great defense. They've really added to that mm-hmm. side of the ball. Yep. They should be able to run the ball excellently. And then you have an MVP quarterback to carry along the passing game. You're basically going to end up being a grinded-out running team <laughs> that can unleash its MVP quarterback when you need to, and that formula really might work. But it's strange, isn't it? And I don't see how they don't take a little bit of a step back. I mean, Devontae, 
man, if you're ranking the non-quarterbacks in the league, just you know, I mean, with everybody, Aaron Donald and, and whatnot, Devontae Adams probably doesn't get out of the top 20. Like, he's that good. So you're you're taking away a really, really good player from the Packers and expecting him just to go right back to the NFC Championship game. They might, but I don't know. I, I think they will take a, a bit of a step back. Not a... Eight and nine type of step back, but but a step back from what they were last year. So if they do, and I'm with you, I do think they take a big step. Is is the is the step backwards big enough for Minnesota to leapfrog them or be on the same level with them? Can Minnesota win the division if Green Bay doesn't uh, you know live up to expectations? And Minnesota's so interesting to me because. They, they just were stuck. They, I just wrote their preview, and it was one of those weird previews where you're just like, uh, it just everybody. All these teams have this interesting storylines and stuff. With Minnesota, it's like I don't know if they made the right move firing Mike Zimmer because he's a good coach, but they weren't going anywhere with him. It just reached its end. Like this is this is where this is who you are, and you can't be satisfied to just be this like, eh, we're good enough type of team. Uh, they bring in a guy we know nothing about. Uh, Kevin O'Connell could be a great coach, could be a terrible coach. We just don't know. He's really got no resume other than being part of the McVeigh tree. But maybe that uncertainty is okay. Maybe he comes in with new ideas. He reinvigorates the offense. He kind of modernizes the Vikings. I mean, Mike Zimmer was an old-school dude, and he had a lot of kind of outdated thoughts on offense and stuff like that. So I don't know what to make of the Vikings. I really don't. I I could see them being pretty good. Like I, Kirk Cousins is better than anybody wants to give him credit for. Jefferson Cook, they got guys for sure. And I do think they should be good, but I don't know. There's just some disconnect with this team where every single year you just keep saying, like, this team should be better. What's the problem? The, and, again, everybody's going to blame Kirk, but I don't. I, I think Kirk is just fine. I don't think he's a problem. There's just something missing with this team. I don't know if Kevin O'Connell brings it or not. We're going to find out. But, yeah, I think if, if, the, if the Packers falter, it would have to be the Vikings, although I, I do actually kind of like the Lions coming in this year, but not, not to win a division this year. Yeah, but if the Packers move back to a nine-win team, then, man, you, you'd have to think the Vikings would at least be in contention all year. Frank, uh, what, what on sports wagering, if you would, before we let you go? We appreciate you coming on. Uh, as of July 1st, uh, Iowa is now able to bet on the Heismans, on MVPs, Cy Youngs, those type of things. Uh, I know you're in Colorado, a market that, uh, that, uh, or a state rather that's offered that. What do you think is going to be popular for, for Iowa bettors? Obviously, you know darn well we're in a college market. Uh, what do you think yeah. Iowans will gravitate to along with, with those new betting opportunities that have been uh, presented for us? I think all awards betting is, is fun. And, hey, look, I, I know you're a college market, but the NFL's still sure. the NFL. Yeah. So you're a lot, of, a lot of MVP votes and all that. And I just, I like that. I, I think they're fun. They're, they're fun to, because they're different than everything else because you're handicapping voters. You're not really handicapping the, the I mean, yes, you are handicapping the players, but you have to stop and not just say, I think Shohei Otani is the best player and he should be MVP. No, you have to say, hey, what are the voters going to think? And the voters are probably going to think that Aaron Judge on a 110-win Yankee team who hits 50 home runs, he's going to win MVP. Same thing for the NFL. You have to start to say, okay, they're, they're going to vote for a quarterback. I don't care if, if I think Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup should be MVP. It doesn't matter. It's going to be quarterback. So you have to change your mindset that way and not what – should you know what a player deserves or what should happen, but what will happen? So I think I think the the awards markets are really fun. Heisman the same way. You're not really saying who do I think is the best player. You're saying who are the voters going to pick? And that's a that's a much different conversation. 
So I think, yeah, Heisman, always fun. NFL MVP is a great market. I love the baseball markets. Yeah. I've, I've hit a few on there, and this is great. I, I, love, I love it. I love all the options we have. Just the, the, We've talked about this a hundred times, but it, it never fails to amaze me just how much the sports betting landscape has changed. I mean... Really? Boy, we have gone from like I, I'm, you know, getting whatever offshore account you could, yeah. getting whatever odds you could, to being like, you know, out there in Iowa, where all of a sudden you bet on pretty much anything you want. Like, it's, you know, you want to you want to bet on comeback player of the year, throw twenty bucks on Christian McCaffrey. Sure, why not? Like, it's just it's amazing how much has changed and so fast. And if he does win comeback player of the year, my uh, over on the uh, Panthers is going to hit. So here's hoping yeah. you're right. Hey, Frank, thanks for doing this as always. Frank, we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you. Absolutely, fellas. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com. Uh, good to talk with Frank. All right, so what do you know about a guy by the name of Braden Keith? Uh, just uh, he's got a check mark on it's Twitter. A blue check mark. Yes. Well, it's white on my phone, but yes. It, it is blue. He's verified. Right. So have you heard of him until just now when no. we saw this tweet? He uh, writes for college, well, swimming website, Swim Swam. I've heard Pat Forty talk about it because, of course, all his, oh, his daughter. Yeah, his yeah. daughter's daughter's Olympian. Yes, uh, won, a, won a medal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this past Olympics. All but, right. So, so that's the only reason I've even heard of the website before is because of Forty. Okay. So at least it's reputable. Okay. And inside of college athletics, but outside of that, not a whole lot. So here's his tweet. Here we go. Source, all capitalized: North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all in negotiations with the SEC, period. ESPN is trying to void their TV deal with the ACC. You buy it? I've heard crazier things. If you're the SEC, who's been very quiet. Yes. Very quiet. We saw the Big Ten move last week. Is this a reactionary move? Um is this to get North Carolina? North Carolina's huge. It it's is massive. absolutely and huge. And so is Virginia, but North Carolina yes. of the two, that's the one you want. And you said it earlier, because the SEC and the Big Ten are not in either of those states. After Notre Dame, North Carolina is, in my mind... Over Oregon. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Not even I don't close. disagree with you. Not even close. Mm-hmm. Academics coupled with huge state, a growing state... Yep. Big population base, yep. all those things make a ton of sense, and it's a state mm-hmm. where both the Big Ten and SEC are not part of, are not in. Right, it's the SEC network. You get all those households in Raleigh, in Durham, and, yep. and of the course Big Charlotte. Foot, the Big Ten uh, network is in those is in those uh, TV in your TV. You're As only paying ten SEC cents, app. right? Right, but you're only paying ten cents. Now, if you're part of that footprint, that ten cents becomes. A buck and a quarter a month, whether you want it or not. But Gladys and Elmer, who do not watch sports, they, they, they got to pay it. They and still, you know what? But they still get their cable, right? And, and the they're still paying a buck fifty. And the person across the street yep. just got Direct TV. And mm-hmm. every single house you pass by, that's how this works. North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia all negotiate. I will see. Chris Williams next. Before that, though, uh, it's time for another thousand dollar home run. Go to KXNO.com. And while you are there, enter this nationwide contest. The keyword for the 11 o'clock hour is money, money at KXNO.com. 11.25, we're a couple of minutes late, but Chris Williams will join us when we come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. On your side. Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing. 
are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter laborer on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office. It doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay, excellent benefits, and a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply today at Wolf Construct and iHeartMedia. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a -a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. Calm for details. Get in on the with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? iHeartMedia. Back to Middle and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. 11.30 on a Thursday Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. You just heard about the Polk City Farmer's Market going on tonight. Also, the Valley Junction Farmer's Market in full swing. And Perry. Don't forget about the folks in Perry tonight. If you live in that area or uh, in the surrounding area, Josh Davis Plaza. Perry Farmer's Market tonight from 4 until 7. That goes through the end of September. Well, I'm sure Chris Williams has been very busy trying to figure this all out, as we all are. That latest tweet about the ACC. I'm not sure what to make of it, as I kind of feel the same way about all of it. Chris Stratton Ken, but how are you, Chris Williams? I am reacting. Trent broke that news to me. So pretty. Uh, I mean, if it's true, obviously that loose partnership lasted about twenty four hours. Um, but we don't. We don't know. So, Chris, here's how I felt. I felt when it came into work Tuesday morning. I thought, man, oh man, the Big Twelve and Iowa State are in a great spot. Yesterday, I wasn't quite as uh, as confident as I was. Today, I'm kind of just completely confused. Where are you? Uh, I'm the same way. I think that. You know, I, I have a lot of opinions. I could do four hours with you guys today. I think that the reaction, like, for, for human beings is all this happened last week just out of nowhere, right? So then we want, like, the immediate reaction to be the same way. Like, oh, the Arizona schools are in the Big 12. And the reality is, like, when Texas and Oklahoma left last year and this – uh, UCLA USC thing like it takes months if not years for this stuff to play out behind the scenes and then it's just like public and fans just want immediate reaction well it's not 
it's not that easy just to leave a conference. <laughs> you know, you just can't do it. And I I think that um, that's kind of where you're at right now is these Pac-12 schools are – it's just like anybody else. Like, they, they want to see what they're worth. They opened up that 30-day window, and they'll – you know, ultimately it's going to come down to money just like everybody else. Will they make more in a future Big 12 or in a future Pac-12? But this this news that just came out, if it's true, I mean, that see, that makes all the sense in the world to me. And that yes. was kind of like we're I, – I, I have some pretty good sources in, in, in the industry that indicated to me this morning, and I just posted a little bit of this for our premium subscribers, that the ACC network – Hemorrhaging money. Really been – yeah, it's really been a money loser. Yep. And the, really the only thing that would be gained by that is, oh, we're now putting the ACC network in the state of California. But that's very much a 10 years ago way of thinking about this, like with cord cutting and whatnot. And my source was saying, like, man, like, I know that they're looking at this and it makes sense that they would, but I just don't know how much there would be to be gained and he thought the ACC, and he told me this this morning, this is why it's weird that this is coming out now, but he thought the ACC would be terrified to even have those talks because then it could potentially open up the SEC to come and essentially kill them. And, it, again, like it's, we don't even know who this guy is who just made this report. It could be false. But um, if that would be true, it would all kind of line up. And, and, and now, you know, it's the ACC that's in peril. But... What a wild time, and again, it's just, you just got to be careful what you read and take everything to heart, because it's just, the amount of, like, coaches across the country that I've heard from in the last week who are completely clueless with this, it's like, they don't even know, you know, they're just out there running their camps and stuff right now, it's a, this is wild as I've ever seen it, though, this goes a little bit back to 2010 when that was really crazy, but that just involved like six schools. Like this is the whole country that's just going nuts right now. Indeed it is. Trent, just real quick to Chris's point about the money loser, the Mm -hmm. ACC just blew off a lot of their local programming, you know, their morning show on the ACC network. They just uh, 86 did. So you're right, uh, Chris, they are hemorrhaging money. Sorry, Trent. No, no, no problem at all. So from that perspective, this comes to fruition, big 10, Notre Dame, some kind of marriage. Look, I, I don't see, Notre Dame, all those schools leaving, they're going to stick around to play Pitt, Wake Forest, and NC State every year. They're going to be looking for some kind of lifeline that is going to be out there. From a Big 12 perspective, though, we've talked about a lot, the Pac-12, the remaining schools, the possibility there. You know, would a school like an NC State make sense? Georgia Tech, schools like that from the perspective now of the Big 12, if the ACC does ultimately collapse, and the Big 12 would be getting the scraps of that, what are some of those teams you think would make sense from a Big 12 perspective? I think that uh, it's, it's funny because the same source told me on Monday, or on Tuesday that like he projected at the, at the end of all this that like NC State, Virginia Tech, those types of schools would ultimately end up in the Big 12. There you go. Partners yeah. for Cincinnati, and, Central Florida, uh-huh. and, that, and that portion. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he thought, so the four schools he gave me for the SEC were Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. He thought Georgia Tech would ultimately Atlanta. Be up there, but yeah, but they're not on. See, I thought North Carolina would be more of a fit for the Big Ten. Absolutely. It always kind of felt like that. Um, but he he's been and and I he thought Virginia, Duke, North Carolina to the Big Ten, and then they would add like a Stanford, 
you know, because um, they're more about the academic type stuff than the ACC or the SEC. But, I mean, it, I just then another really good source of mine yesterday said this is not going to happen as quickly as everybody thinks. Good. But, <laughs> you know, this, it certainly doesn't appear that that's the case right now. Things are flying off the off the shelf. Yeah, indeed they are. So, Chris, what have, we've also noticed, we, you know, we're hearing uh, through back channels, the Pac-12, the ACC, not hearing a peep from the Big 12. They've kept this uh, very much under wraps. We don't know what, I mean, we had the Dennis Dodd report from what, Sunday or Monday night, uh, the, the deep negotiations, but we haven't heard a lot from the Big 12, Chris. Does that surprise you? No, and, and I'll tell you why, and this is just my gut being around this league for almost 20 years is I think that the schools that are left have been through this so much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, what, what's the point in talking, right? Um, Also, there's a new commissioner and nobody, like none of us have this guy on speed dial, so we can't really bother. We've never even met the guy. Um, But I just, listen, there's so much against the big 12 here. I'm not like trying to over, sell it I, I think they have one thing going for them is that they've all been spurred so many times right like they know we're not going to the big 10 we're not going to the sec our best bet is to be united and stick together as one because if they do you know if this current group like if they don't have any defections they're going to be fine like they're not going to be rich but they'll be able to compete they're going to get a tv contract and I think the difference can between this round and every other round before is in, in the past, it's like, you know, three fourths of the league was trying to get the hell out of yeah, there yeah. and working back channels and all that stuff. And right now it's like, they don't, they don't have anywhere to go. Their best option is to stay together. And I, I think that that's why it's been so quiet. It's like, what are, what, you know, what are making phone calls do for us? Like, you know, Mm-hmm. Kansas isn't going to the Big Ten. Like, that's always, like, the rumor. Like, it's not. Like, if they wanted them, they would have taken them by now, right? Like, yep. so that's my theory on it. I could be wrong. All right. We know, Chris, you're a big pro wrestling fan. You love your WWF and, and the Ritter ages. What, what, is, what is the biggest, uh, much like the Montreal Screwjob, a bigger stab in the back? What Greg Sankey did, talking to Bob Bullsby, putting together a playoff and all this structure, or what we just saw Kevin Warren do. And talking with making an alliance, looking people I, in the eye. What's, the, what's the biggest screw teams? I think it's Kevin Warren because he did it all in public. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you remember? I mean, I remember coming to do the show mm-hmm. like a year ago, and I was out in the truck um, in the Cakes and O parking lot, and we were airing the stupid alliance press conference. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it was just so shameless. At least Sankey, like, everything he did was, like, behind closed doors. And, you know, like, it, it's kind of <laughs> like if you pick up a girl at a bar after midnight, right? You probably shouldn't trust her. And any of these deals, like, you, you really shouldn't trust anybody. But they went they went on, like, live television, and they, they did this, like, moral compass thing with the SEC, right? And, like, well, we're forming an alliance because you are evil. And, and this is all the good in college athletics and all the smart schools. We're all banding together. And then to, I, I think it's Warren. I don't, I, I think at least Sankey, like, you know, you know, I, I met this girl at the bar in Bondurant at one o'clock in the morning. I've never seen her before. I'm not going to trust her. Right. I feel like Warren, 
it was like the girl like you met at the church group, right? You, you <laughs> thought you were supposed to trust her based on how it played out. It certainly wasn't the case. I, I, what do you think? Uh, I think it's Kevin Warren as well. I do. Just, just, the, the, yeah. he's such on front street. The, the pictures that are out well, there. Well, they that, called, Chris, oh. they called it historic agreement. They used the word historic. Yeah. I mean, uh, is that, you look back at that, though, that's like one of the all time. Oh, my God. That's, one, that's an all timer, Ken. Like when your career's over, you look back at like the stupid things that you witnessed over yeah. the years. No, well, De- Des Moines will never have an arena downtown, Chris. It's not going to happen. That was you? <laughs> that was me. Yeah, that was me. Anyways. Uh, so, Chris, where, where, where I was going to start with you today before this uh, this uh, tweet uh, came out here, just before we uh, reached out to you, did you read Andy Staples' um, idea in The Athletic that came out last night about how to approach? Approach Oregon and Washington from a Big 12 perspective. And it's his belief that, you know, think outside the box. Don't tie them up for five or ten years with their grant of rights. Have them come to your league. If the Big Ten calls in two years, let them go. Let them go. Don't, don't hold them hostage. Don't have them write a check. But maybe the Big Ten doesn't call. And maybe that all of a sudden this, this Big 12 with the four schools that we've talked about, plus Washington and Oregon, maybe that conference is in full flight. Uh, they're clearly the number three, but let them out when they want. Don't hold them to anything. I thought that that makes a lot of sense. How about you? It's it's interesting. Yes, I did read it, and the only thing I can think of though is just I just don't know how much appetite there is with all these presidents for more dissension, right? Like. I get what he's saying, like have it out in the open, mm-hmm. all that. But you got to just realize how much these presidents have been through with Big Twelve defections over the years. Yeah. I can totally understand if they would be like, "No, we're 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 going to lock this up. Um, we know what we are at this point. We're not getting Notre Dame." If I were, I would play to Phil Knight's ego. Like that's what I would do, and. My thing, my my way of thinking outside the box is, I mean, I would call Memphis and, hey, FedEx, what are you going to do? You know, what is, um, what will Nike do? How big of sponsors will you be of this league if we do it all together? And like, I, I just think we're in such a, it just drives me nuts, and I get why we do it as media because we're kind of trained to. But like, I'm so sick and tired of television markets, like. Mm-hmm some point like brands are going to matter more and i I don't know when and i'm not saying that television markets are not valuable clearly they are like that's naive to think that they're not but like in the big 12 scenario it's different than what the big 10 is doing so you have to get creative in terms of revenue and it's like if fedex is going to give the league 30 million a year in sponsorships um, and that's going to go back to the institutions. And if you can get Nike to get $30 million a year and like almost buy their way into these leagues, like that's a new form of revenue. And I think it's really a way I would do it. Um, but, yeah, to answer, I kind of went off the rails there. But that's how I would get creative. Because um, I think that if you play to Phil Knight's ego, you have a better chance to not only get them but keep them, right? And if he could be the guy who – saved Oregon athletics or saved like a version of the Pac-12, I think you're going to be more likely to get cooperation from Oregon than you will just being like, hey. And it just, I've been in these big 12s where it was unequal, right? Where Texas and Nebraska were making five times as more as everybody Uh else. And there's always dissension there. And I don't know if having two schools playing by a different set of rules than everybody else is the way I would want to go. 
Chris, uh, of course, the athletic director at Iowa State, Jamie Pollard, he's been quiet on this front. Hasn't tweeted in a week. And people are wondering, a guy that likes to talk, Jamie Pollard, where is he? I know you got your sources. I know you have connections. And I know he's not just sitting on a beach somewhere saying, eh, we'll see how this figures out. He's working yeah, right now. You know this plays out. But I've heard this well, from a lot of different perspectives. The, the quiet nature that we've heard from Iowa State, what do you read into that, if anything? Well, I, I don't really read much into it because I think it's just like he's kind of in like coaching search mode. He'll just shut mm-hmm. down yep. during these times. you got to remember how – senior he is in that league so i'm sure and mm-hmm. keep this in mind and I, I have no idea if this matters but jamie pollard's best friend the best man in his wedding is the athletic director at oregon didn't know so, that. Hmm. so yeah just rob mullins um i did a podcast with them before the fiesta bowl uh you can go back and listen to it if you want but they're really close so it's like there's clearly communication going on there but other than that trend i just I wouldn't read anything to it because that's just kind of what Pollard does. He loves to talk. Man, when things get serious, he, he shuts it down, and that's been the case with him since 2005. How much are you looking forward to next week in Dallas at Big 12 Media Days? <laughs> oh, I want to go now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just, just want to go hide out there at the, at the Jerry World. and Yeah, I can't wait. It's the first time that I've been like excited. To, and I don't even care what the players and coaches have to say. Like, I'm just going to be – this is the – I joked earlier in the weekend, like all the 15 years of hanging out at the hotel bar at this mm-hmm. thing with guys in yeah. suits is finally paying off for me. So, like, that's that's the best part of this deal. And next week's going to be nuts. And they are, I don't know if you saw, but your mark, the new commissioner, is speaking on Wednesday. That's awesome. And I didn't know if they would bring him out there, but he is going to be available. So that'll be very interesting. And we hope you're available for us at some point in those two days yeah. as well, Chris. Listen, thanks, Absolutely. brother. Well, we uh, we will impose on you. Thanks for doing this, um, and we'll continue uh, to read the Cyclone Fanatic. I'm sure. That, how big? How busier is it over there, traffic wise, Chris? It's nuts. I bet. Yeah, we've added like I think close to like 200 subscribers in the last week. That's great. which is great. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 really crazy, and it's the you know like games are important, but. One thing that differentiates college fans from you know pros is like it's it, it's more than football. Like you meet your wife at these universities, mm-hmm. you right? Like it's it's just a different type of deal. And most Iowa State fans, you know, you don't become an Iowa State fan unless you went there or you have some sort of a tie to it. So it's you know arguably the biggest story in the history of Iowa State athletics going on right now. Hopefully, so, there's a happy ending. Indeed. Chris, thank you, bud. Have a good week. Uh, We'll talk to you from Dallas. Thank you, bud. Take care. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, as we uh, catch up with our friend. Uh, Take a time out. Come back. Trends play the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. Still time for you to travel to Vegas with us. Well, you won't be on the same place. Well, you could. Could be. But you can stay at the same place with us, and there's a rate. We'll tell you about that. A a discount uh, at Circa or their sister property, the D, essentially. Well, across the street, maybe, what, three doors down? Yeah, something like that. Not very far. Less than... Three minutes to walk there. Oh, that's if you catch the light. <laughs> Miller and uh, yeah, it's red. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Well, construction can give you a good life by giving you opportunities to be a part of a team that does real tangible things in your community. For many of us, it's that feeling of doing something with our hands and creating something from scratch and or giving back to a new home or a remodel project. Do you enjoy working with your hands? Do you enjoy providing for your community? Do you enjoy getting out there and doing a hard day work and coming home and saying, yeah, I did that. Apply today. Wolfconstruction.net. Dave Motors. 
Let's ride. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barn wood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. Value.com. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for drive in Altoona. Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, grills for that family barbecue, and a one-stop shop for all your lawn and garden needs. Plus, their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker's True Value. For details. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. I get such a chuckle. Can you imagine if this whole realignment thing is figured out by a guy that writes for a swimming website? <laughs> Wouldn't that just be like it, though? You never know. You it's... just never know. If you had Braden Keith, and then, trust me, uh, Sports World until about an hour ago, uh, majority that do this for a living, never heard of the dude. Except Chip Brown. Friend. Chip Brown, another one. Yeah, he had a big run back I mean, in he, 2010. He was just a, a guy running a website. He was Tom Caker. Yeah. He was not nationally known in how... Oh. He's he coveted. Is. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Just That's a good point, Chip Brown. That's good analysis. Yeah. Good comparison. You ready for make some picks? Well, let's do it. Circus Sports sponsors. Before we do that, we mentioned the 20% discount. If, you want to, if you're headed to Vegas, you want to stay at Circa or their sister property, the D across the street. Once you go to the checkout, you'll see the promo box. Uh, just put in there MC20. That's 20% off your stay at Circa or at the D from the anytime from the 7th of August through the 17th. We'll be out there from the 9th through the 13th, 12th. You go out on that Tuesday. That's the 9th. And I come home Saturday and you come home Sunday. Yes. You're going to miss the pool party. I'm fine with that. We got Stadium Swim. I know. And you got a cabana and it's yes. air conditioned. Come on by. Have a beer. I'll probably be buying beers. You know me. I'll. I'll get a couple in me. I'll be liking everybody. Yeah. I'll go buy a bucket for a couple hundred bucks, and we're going to have a great you time. You know, the day that you drank all that beer, you did buy dinner. I did. Yeah. Yeah, see how that happens? I do, now that you mention it. doesn't it. take much. Just get me liquored up, and I start... Uh, Trust me, Trent. I will from here on forward. The credit card comes flying out. Don't give me that other stuff, though. You saw what that did to me. Yeah, I did. It knocked you out. <laughs> Uh, Perfectly legal in Las Vegas. Make yes. us some money before we run out oh, of the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Good call. Let's do it. We got three picks. Two in baseball and one pending for tomorrow. Start things off here this evening. Two night games. Give me the Giants. Musgrove's going against uh, for the Padres tonight, but Webb's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Plus 128 for San Francisco. Also going to go with Colorado. Two just brutal pitchers here. I'll go with the less brutal of the two. <laughs> going against Keichel more than anything. Rockies minus 113. And tomorrow, 
right before our show. It'll be a semifinal at Wimbledon. Nadal yesterday he gutted it out. It was one of the more impressive sporting, just kind of gut really? punch. Kind of, you could tell physically how limited he was, and he found a way. Can he do that against Kairos the way he's played? I just don't see it. Oh. So get a late with Kairos tomorrow. He is a favorite against Nadal, which is a surprise, but mm-hmm. the injury is the big reason behind that. Minus 162 currently at Circa. Other places, he's up to minus 175. Really? Shop around, and for this one, you want to shop at Circa Sports. Indeed you do, and you want to stay at Circa. We'd love to have you part of our group out there from the 7th of August through the 17th. If you're thinking, well, Vegas sounds like a plan this summer, but you didn't lock in your dates, do so. Take advantage of that rate. All right, coming up at, uh, in an hour, uh, Murph and Andy, of course, the Fanatics at 3. And then Joe Stacy, Barnstormer Weekly tonight at 6. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.